aspiring headliner with QSC. Today we're welcoming country artist Hallie Kearns onto the podcast. So welcome Hallie, how are you today? I'm doing so good, how are you doing? I'm really, really good. All the better speaking to someone as positive as you sound, to be honest. Oh, <laughs> I appreciate that. No, it's really. Morning here. <laughs> oh, is it? Okay, have you got your coffee or your tea? Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> I suppose coffee over there, isn't it? We just love tea. Uh, yeah, big coffee drink for sure. <laughs> cool. And um, whereabouts are you? I live in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, I so thought so. Yeah. And how is it there at the moment? How are things? Oh, it's been so wonderful. You know, everything's starting to get back to normal with all the vaccines and everything, which has been wonderful. And uh, the weather's been beautiful. So I'm I'm just happy it's summer. I hate the cold more than anything. So I'm just same. Now that it's warm out, I've just my mood has been so much better. Yeah, absolutely. And you can imagine how much we appreciate that in the UK. It's supposedly summer now, but um, you wouldn't know it by the weather. Oh, it's really it's quite cold, to be honest. Uh, yeah, a bit depressing. So I hope it's nice where you are. Yeah, no kidding. That's so sad. <laughs> it is, but we're used to it. What can I say? Um, and you're not from Nashville, are you? So um, when did you move there? No, so I'm actually from uh, Columbia, Missouri originally. And I moved to Nashville in March of 2019 just to start pursuing the music stuff. Awesome. And obviously it's a, it's kind of an obvious question because Nashville is such a hub for music of all kinds, but especially country. But um, what was it that prompted you to finally move there? Is there not much of a scene um, in your hometown? No. So I um, actually moved to Kansas City before Nashville. It was kind of a stepping stone that worked between the two. Uh, Kansas City is about two hours away from my hometown, and it's where my family moved to after I graduated high school. So I followed them there. And the music scene was great, I think, for you know, starting out, I was playing some like smaller clubs and theaters and that sort of thing. But I knew if I wanted to dip into sort of the industry side of things, the business side, um, I needed to come to Nashville because this is where all of the labels, publishers, um, just really anything to do with music business is located. Mm, yeah, of course. And so what's it been like for you since you've been there? Was it what you expected? Was it harder? Was it intimidating? How did you find it? <laughs> it's tough because every single day is different here. Um, but it's, that's my favorite part about it. Like I, I'm not a big routine person. I like certain parts of my day to be routine. And outside of that, I love the mystery of what each day is going to hold. So it's actually really exhilarating in that way. But yeah, there are really, really hard days and days that are so fun and days that I can't even believe that this is the life I get to live, you know? Yeah, it sounds incredible that like you've really made the right decision. And what is going on there in terms of live music there? Because obviously um, over the last year, I've heard from various artists that we've spoken to over there, it's just like a ghost town. It's really sad because obviously it's just such a thriving, yeah. bustling place normally with all this music coming from everywhere you turn. Is anything opening up again? What's it been like there? Yes, everything is opening up again. Um some places slower than others, as to be expected, but they we're at full capacity um, at places like the Listening Room and Broadway and all that sort of thing. So it's been um, amazing just getting to hear music pour out again. Yeah, I'll bet. And I saw recently, it wasn't in Nashville, that you played to a live crowd again in your hometown. So what was it yeah. like after all this time to be back there, especially in your hometown, though, but doing music again live? So I actually haven't gotten the chance to talk about this yet, but I had a mini meltdown after that show <laughs> oh no so, oh a, a great one though okay. but uh so I played two shows back in my hometown uh one was like a corporate gig just a private party and then one was for a charity event called CASA and it's it's um to benefit children in foster care within our community and it was just a really cool show and everyone there was there for such good reasons and then it was just hearing getting to play to a crowd again and they were so 
receptive and just eating it up and everyone had their phones down which is something that I didn't really think about but you could tell Mm. people were truly present and it meant the world but I had this um my first bio I ever wrote up on myself I was about 18 years old and some music venue needed it for something and I didn't even know how to write a bio at the time but it ended with uh if Hallie can (laughs) speaking in third person here if Hallie can one day look into a crowd and see a little girl singing the words back to her own songs she will have achieved her wildest dreams. And I released my first single in July of 2020, and I haven't really gotten to play them out yet. I've played a few times, but it's been to Nashville crowds, and it's usually an older crowd, um, 21 and up, that sort of thing. And this charity event I played at Rose Music Hall, there was a little girl there, she's 12 years old, and she knew every single word to every song I've released. And I couldn't even look at her when I was on stage. I, you know, got little glimpses and stuff, but I couldn't look at her because I was so emotional. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And after I finished playing, I just sobbed because I'm like, that is something that I've worked for for six years and just getting to feel that full circle in that kind of a moment. uh, It was just, it was so beautiful. It was so special. Oh my God, what a dream. What a moment as well. I bet that was just incredible. And that lovely little girl as well. I bet she loved seeing you. Um, She obviously hasn't seen anything for ages in terms of live music. So how special is that? Yeah, and she learned all my songs during quarantine. Like, that's so, that's so amazing. Oh, that's amazing. And um, how about Nashville? Have you played any gigs there as well? I have. I got to play uh, Whiskey Jam, which is a, every Monday and Thursday, they have um, these different bands come out I think there's usually around seven or eight per night and you play get up play three songs and it's kind of a rite of passage type of show it's super super fun and a great environment and then um I've also played the listening room and a couple shows on Broadway as well oh okay and just wondering as well because it hasn't really started to happen here yet what is it like to be in a live music venue again given well I guess from your perspective on stage and how how does the crowd seem is it just like slipping back like nothing ever happened people seem cautious or are they just so happy to be there I think it again it kind of depends I feel a little bit of energy of all of that going on um there one venue in particular I feel like people didn't know what to do like they didn't know how to dance or like what to do with their arms, you know, just probably, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to do right now. Like it was, it was funny to watch that. And then other times you feel like they're super engulfed. Um, I've seen some crowd members like wanting to look and stuff and kind of resisting almost like they felt uncomfortable making eye contact with the performer. Like it was, it's interesting. And it almost feels like that like social anxiety sort of aspect, but then there are other people who are just fully engulfed in it and fully like letting go and just enjoying it. But I think it kind of is that same thing where you're like meeting up with people again. You're like, I forgot how to make small talk because I've been away from you for a year. But yeah, it'll all come back. A lot of people are saying that they need some kind of lessons in how to actually talk to someone face-to-face again rather than on Zoom or something. It's going to be an adjustment. (laughs) We all need help. Yes. (laughs) To remember how to be humans, yeah. Um, So obviously you, I know performing live is a big part of um, what you do, of course, and it's really important to you as an artist, as with many, many artists. But... um, it's been difficult of course for obvious reasons and you've supported loads of legendary country artists and um so I'm just curious what has been your favorite ever gig so far or is it the one that you mentioned now with the um 12 year old girl singing your lyrics back that has to be up there um that was just so special and I know it sounds so silly but that when I was 18 writing that up that was that was my wildest dream was someone actually knowing my own lyrics and singing them back to me. Like, especially someone like a little girl 
that like that's what inspired me to start writing music is looking up to people who did that and being like wow I want to do that one day and like watching that whole thing come full circle was magical but um you know the first time I played my hometown venue the blue note that was really really cool too because it's the venue I grew up going to all my concerts and seeing everyone from you know Luke Combs to Kelsey Ballerini to Thomas Rhett and everyone in between so getting to uh, step foot on that stage for the first time is really, really special too. Mm, I'll bet. And I was just thinking, wouldn't it be cool if that um, 12-year-old girl listened to this podcast um, and heard you talking about her? I bet that would be so cool. I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm sure she has no idea just how much that meant to me. That would, <laughs> yeah, but that'd be amazing. That's so sweet. And um, what about your musical influences? As a kid, were you, I'm guessing, were you, I'm not guessing, you shouldn't assume actually, not everyone's from a musical household, but a lot of people are that I speak to, but are you from one of those types of households? Were you surrounded by music and was it all country? So funny you ask that. Um, so my family is not musical whatsoever. <laughs> oh, right. Well, you do get some though that say that yeah. and they say they, they looked at me funny, but no, I was going to do music. Yeah, no, not at all. So my mom, uh, she would, again, she'd kill me, but she'd be the first to say this, but she'd kill me for saying it. She's 100% tone deaf. Um, can't sing a note to save her life. <laughs> my, I've got a mother like that. Singer. Yes. <laughs> my dad's a great singer, but he never did anything with it. He just did he liked choir in high school and that sort of thing, but never went anywhere with it. And then um, all my sisters are great singers. I have three sisters, and they're all really great singers. Just none of them are pursuing it at all, but... Um, that's that's really it. I mean, we kind of did the thing, you know, where a couple of us were in music lessons growing up, you know, like piano for a year or so and that sort of thing, but no one ever really stuck to it. Um, we all love music, though. I mean, of course, I grew up on 90s country, a lot of Martina McBride, Dixie Chicks, Faith Hill, um, Alan Jackson, George Strait, that kind of a thing, and then got into really just top 40 radio as I grew up with, whether it be pop or country, listened to a lot of uh, Kelly Clarkson and Carrie Underwood was one of my big ones. I loved um, Colby Calais and Jason Mraz got into kind of like that beachy singer-songwriter thing, which I hear think you hear a lot of influence in me now with that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, just a lot of country for sure. But uh, my dad listened to Billy Joel a lot. He liked Sticks. Like, we just kind of listened to, to all everything growing up. Yeah, all sorts then. And then considering, like you said, you're not from a particularly musical background in that no one else pursued it did you always know that that's what you wanted to do were you always that kid to say I'm going to do this or did you take a bit of a longer route round I was definitely more shy with my love for it I didn't do it in school at all as far as choir musical theater anything like that but um I started playing guitar when I was about 13 years old my parents got divorced when I was 12 and it really pushed me into I just found therapy or like felt like this therapeutic happening going on whenever mm-hmm. I played guitar. So really fell hard into it and it kind of became my escape for that. And um, whenever I was about 16 years old, we started having those conversations about, you know, what's next and where are you going to go to college? And I just said, you know, I don't think the thing I love more than anything in this world is just playing and singing. And I know I haven't done anything with it yet as far as like shows or anything, but I think this is what I want to do. And from that point on, I just had my heart set on it and, um, right after high school, I moved to Kansas City and just started playing out full time. So it's been my full time job since I was 18. Oh, wow. Well, that's great that it's worked out. And um, so you got your guitar when you were 13. And can you remember the first song that you wrote? Oh, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> was it not good? Has it not aged well? 
Oh, it's tragic. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I actually wrote it, and then I ended up rewriting it. So there was this guy in high school. I wrote it about. It was called. I think it was called last chance or something dramatic like that and um <laughs> i had a creative writing class my junior year um 11th grade and one of my final project was i was able to present a song um <laughs> and really it was because i procrastinated long enough to not have a project and i just asked my teacher like can i just play a song since i already had one so i kind of rewrote it and restructured it a little bit but i played the song and that boy was in the class i wrote it about and it was actually kind of savage. I just you know, went up there and I was singing right to him, and yeah, I was very. I'll show him. And so um, I'm guessing what has um, you know what inspires your songs has changed slightly over the years. So how has your songwriting progressed? What are the types of things that you draw inspiration from now? Uh, really, just anything and everything. I've I've really made it a goal to not write or release anything that. I haven't personally experienced, whether it be through someone else or, you know, my own walk in this life. Um, so anything you hear me release, I have lived at, at some point, if not currently. Um, but, you know, it can come from heartbreak. It can come from, you know, falling in love. It can come from just an experience or an emotion I felt through family or friends or whatever it may be. But I always pull from my own personal life because I feel like that's how I'm most connected to my music. And I never want to feel... Like I'm releasing something I don't actually believe. Mm-hmm, that makes perfect sense then. Um, and so you burst onto the music scene, you referenced this as well earlier, um, just last year with your first three singles. And that culminated in the release of your debut EP, Finally, at the end of the year, which reached number seven in the US iTunes country charts and number five in the UK. So that's just incredible. And what was it like to release your first music during a global pandemic and then have people react so positively to it? <laughs> Uh, I still don't have the words for it. Honestly, I don't know. I really had no expectations whenever I was gearing up to release for the first time. I just I just knew that, okay, this is something I've been working for a really long time towards, and hopefully a couple people listen to it and, and love it. And um, I, even, I was on the phone with my dad, actually, last night. I was getting ready for bed and just called him his Father's Day, and we are just talking through everything. And, you know, he just said, do you remember before you released your first song, like you were just hoping, working so hard and just hoping that 200 people would pre-save it. Like that was my goal was just to get 200 people, which is a lot of people. And I still understand like that's a huge feat in itself, but I, this, this project has been streamed over three, 3.8 million times. I think we're at now. Wow. And I just, I wanted 200 people to pre-save it. You know, (laughs) that is mind-blowing there's nothing I could have done or how I could have prepared myself for that number I still don't understand it I can't wrap my head around it so I just feel extremely appreciative and grateful to anyone who's who's loved it because it's a definitely a project that comes from my heart and from my life so um it's just cool that it was received so well oh yeah absolutely and um I know as well radio stations have taken a real shine to you I've seen particularly serious xm's the highway and you featured as artist of the week on radio disney in the u.s and country hits radio in the uk so how helpful has all this radio support uh, been for you in terms of getting your music out there and spotify as well now has been really great for you hasn't it oh yeah i mean all of those platforms just have been i mean it's seriously it sounds like i'm being over the top but it's life-changing like it is reaching audiences that i never could through my own platforms um Releasing online is such a weird process because they are 
it's so oversaturated right now. You know, people are able to make tracks from their homes now and from their phones even. So um, to be able to have these platforms just like pick my songs out and say, here, listen to this. So it narrows it down that, um, I don't know, there's just so much music out, you know, and it's, it's really amazing that they were even able to stumble across mine and then get it out to a, a wider audience than I'm able to reach on my own. Uh, it really, it did change my life though. It's what brought more eyes and ears to my project, which we're able to convert to, to friends and fans. And, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, it's incredible. And um, am I right in saying, are you an independent artist? Yes. Completely. Oh, okay. I'm just curious from your perspective, from things that you've learned, have you learned anything the hard way or what's been beneficial for you in terms of being independent? Um, you know, something I love about it is that I am learning how to do everything on my own. So there's never going to be something I stumble across, or at least less that I stumble across in the future that I'm not equipped to handle. Um, I, it, with that being said, it definitely would be great to get people on board eventually and have, you know, pass off some of this stuff. Because <laughs> it's just, I'm wearing a lot of hats right now. I have my hands on absolutely everything. But I really do like that because I know that this project is so mine through and through because everything from, you know, website design, which is just weird things you don't think about when you're becoming an artist. Like I have to learn how to web design, you know, it's not something I ever thought I would be doing, but um, I've learned so much so quickly about how to do all these different aspects of branding and marketing and promotion. And just, it's been really great. It's been such a huge learning curve for me this year and um, I'm thrilled for it in that aspect. Mm, yeah it certainly sounds like a learning curve like you say things you'd never think about having to do now you find yourself you know probably doing you know promoting almost your own work doing a website social media it's all part of it though isn't it it's all part of what it takes to be this um independent artist now so it sounds like you're you've kind of figured that out quite well thank you thanks yeah definitely trial and error though for sure (laughs) yeah yeah you've got that you've got that and um so your new single is plans um so I've seen as well from your I think it was your Instagram people have really responded to this song it's by far your highest stream song across all music platforms in the first four weeks of its life and you've seen loads and loads of videos of people I think you said dancing singing and just enjoying themselves to this song so what do you think it is about this song that resonates with so many people I think it's just I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know I, wish <laughs> Good I, could, I wish I could say, but it's just been fun. Like this one is such a groovy, laid back vibe. And I'm just happy that people are happy listening to it. You know, I know this year has been really, really hard and really confusing and just a lot for people. And I'm happy that I was able to offer up like three minutes of distraction from that. And people were able to just dance and have fun. And I think the more music I'm releasing, the more people are understanding me and who I am not only as an artist but just as a human being and it makes them more comfortable um being open with you know those dances and Mm. and the way it makes them feel and whatever and maybe that's part of it but yeah it was received super well and I'm just I'm just thankful Mm, it sounds like people are just feeling a bit more positive being able to make plans should I say so um there you go yeah exactly and what tell me a bit about the inspiration behind this track and how it came to you how it came together as a song yeah, I wrote this one with uh, two of my girlfriends, and uh, Lydia and Amy are their names. They are so much fun. They're absolute chaos when you get the three of us together. It's just a blast. So we got this song idea going on, and um, 
again, this is something that I had experienced at some point in my life. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm a great self-sabotager when it comes to relationships. And you can hear that through um, multiple of my songs now that are out <laughs> and a lot of that I've written that aren't out yet. But um, I, I can definitely be a little bit of a head case when it comes to the early stages of things. And just I got to this point in my life where I'm like, you know what? If you don't expect anything out of anyone, especially relationship-wise, then, like, you can't get hurt. So it's better just to, like, not have any expectations and just not give yourself away to anyone. But this song was kind of about meeting someone that changes your mind on that, you know, and just makes you be like, okay, you have me making plans. You have me looking down the line, and I want to plan out a future with you. Like, you make it worth that risk again. Mm. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, well, it definitely sounds like the right kind of positive song that we need to hear at the moment. Uh, a lot of people have this um, thing where they've been talking about lockdown songs and they might be a little bit more um, reflective, let's say, but this one sounds like it's just the kind of positive tonic that we need. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> that's great. And um, what are your plans for the rest of the year, music-wise? Um, hopefully more gigs, I'm guessing. What is any new music? Yes, definitely more music is coming out. Um, I don't have exact dates for you yet, but we're doing a lot more video content this year as well. So I have more videos dropping. I have more songs coming out. Um, I'm just excited. The writing is... is The songs I've been writing lately are just feeling so good and so uh, me. And I'm just really excited about getting this like kind of new wave of music out to everyone. Okay, it sounds like... Is it a bit of a side of you maybe you haven't... Um explored before or shown before maybe in songwriting i definitely hope so i really do okay i'm intrigued i'm intrigued okay so people should wait and see should they check your socials and spotify just to see any announcements coming from you yes my um my website's just halliekearns.com and then all of my socials are linked from there but you can find me pretty much anywhere on how at just at halliekearns okay wonderful all right then Hallie I think that's a wonderful note to end on and thanks so much for talking to us today it's been such a pleasure to hear about you and your music and just that the gigs are kind of going on in Nashville and other places again it's just really positive to hear from um, the other side of the pond where we're not quite there yet absolutely yes I hope you all are very very soon I appreciate you having me oh you're so welcome anytime okay thanks very much then have a great day Hallie thank you bye Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.